Welcome to Hauptschule Voices. This monthly bonus feature to the main podcast features full-length interviews, personal stories, and a collection of conversations with people from Rheinwald, University of Applied Sciences, Kleve, Kamplinfurt, and the entire Lower Rhine region. In this episode, we delve into an insightful full-length conversation with Adriana Boldisova and Analia Wolf. They share with us their expertise about startups, impart lessons that entrepreneurship can offer and provide a glimpse into the history of Start Local. I'm Adriana. I'm uh, working at our university as a project coordinator in a Start Local project. And I studied here at our university, the master program, Sustainable Development Management. And while studying here, I found a job as a student assistant uh, here at the Center for Research, Innovation and Transfer. And somehow I stayed here, <laughs> I have to say. Now I have a full-time job uh, in a Start Glocal project. And uh, we are trying to support students and also employees and alumni of the Rhineland University in their startup and entrepreneurship activities. I'm Anna. I studied international business and management. I just finished yeah, roughly a week ago. And currently I'm a student assistant for Start Local in the area of event management and marketing, but I'm just doing whatever comes. I will, I'm just trying to assist Adriana in her daily business. And yeah, I really enjoy it so far. How did you find the Hochschule Rheinwald? I grew up actually in Slovakia. Maybe you can hear it as well. And I came to Germany like eight years ago. The Rheinwald University was for me like uh, the place to get to know friends. I didn't talk German properly and I was thinking, okay, let's come to Germany and let's start a university to find some new friends, maybe to learn something new. And therefore I choose to study here. And I did actually one semester in economics and finance. And then I realized that, okay, this I have studied already in Slovakia because I studied economics. And uh, so this was not the right choice because it was very similar to my Slovak master studies. And then after one semester, I switched uh, to sustainable development management. And this was a lot of fun, this course. I finished it in 2020. So it took me pretty long to finish my studies, but I found a side job at the Center for Research, Innovation and Transfer. And I stayed here till now. So this is basically my story. And yeah. And now I'll also my life somehow. <laughs> Were you able to complete your degree journey in Slovakia? Uh, yes, I, I actually finished master in economics in Slovakia. So it was five years studies. So I have bachelor and master. And I also worked. I used to work in corporates for, I think it was around seven years. So I'm also a little bit older, but I can recommend it also like to start studying in like in your 30s, so to say. <laughs> uh, so it's not a problem at all at our university. So everybody was very open and I enjoyed it very much because I had already experienced like from the corporate, from real working life. And I would say I could manage the information during the studies much better than if you have no working experience because I was able to connect it with the practice. I was having many moments during my studies where I could connect A to B and these things. So therefore, it was very valuable. And yeah, now I'm here working at Start Global. <laughs> Anna, how did you come across your study course at this university? Is this region of Germany familiar to you? 
I'm from Düsseldorf, so it is close by. My family is from Xanten and Kevela, which is also really close. Uh, so I'm like familiar with the lower Rhine region. Yeah, and I used to live in Düsseldorf, so a quite big city for 18 years. And then after finishing school, I thought about what to do next. And I thought like international business or in general business studies this might be a good basic program to start into your careers. And then I found, I think... I was also accepted in Cologne, but since I already lived in a big city, I wanted to try something new. And I came here with my mom to Kleve and had a really sunny day with blue sky and very nice. And then I was like, okay, I think I will just start here. And it was actually, I never regretted this decision because it is so easy to get to know so many people because everyone kind of moves here. I think in Düsseldorf or Cologne, many people also come from this area or yeah, come there every day um, to university. So that's something I really appreciate in Kleber, also the international background of many students. It's good to just, yeah, broaden your horizons. Was the English medium curriculum a decisive factor for you when you selecting your course? Actually, yes, because in Cologne, the studies would have been in German. And I think that studying in English is definitely an added value, maybe to your future employer or in general to increase my English knowledge and improve my skills. When I was finishing school, my English was okay, I think. But I definitely noticed that it improved a lot over the years, also during my semester abroad in Ireland. Yeah, I managed to improve it. When did you first learn about it as a student? I think the first time I heard about them was during their emails that they've sent. Maybe two years ago, we received emails on a very regular basis. To be honest, I was annoyed by their emails. I was, me and my, thank you. Me and my <laughs> friends were always a bit like, oh, another email of Start Local. I'm not interested. And a very good friend of mine, she works for Start Local. Her name is Miri. She's doing the marketing at Start Local for, I think, already more than one and a half years or two years. Uh -huh. So I knew, okay, Start Local are the ones with the annoying emails and Miri is working there. But then my second yeah, aspect of coming in touch with them is that one of my professors, Mr. Tatsen, he was looking for someone together with Christina, she's a startup scout at Start Local, for someone to write a bachelor thesis about Start Local and yeah, to help them improve their participation. And I was like, hmm, I was still in my semester abroad at that time. And I knew that finding a topic that I want to write about will be the most difficult part, most likely, of my thesis. Because I think at one point when you know, okay, this is my research question and I know what I'm writing about and researching, I think then it's just a one step at a time thing. But in the beginning to first do the first step is the most difficult part. My friends are writing their theses at the moment and this is definitely the most difficult part for them. So I was like, okay, I will just apply for this. And then I had a conversation with Mr. Tatsen and Christina. And yeah, they told me what their expectations was. And so I was like, okay, I will just do it. It actually interested me. And I just started off with that. And then after my thesis, yeah, Christina and Ariana told me that if I was interested, they could offer me a position. And at that time, I, I was traveling in yeah, Southeast Asia and I didn't have time for that. But when I came back, I was like, yeah, I think it's a good idea to spend my last summer in Kleve, work here 20 hours a week. And yeah, it's definitely also that it offers me the opportunity to experience the university from a different angle because I'm now working at a university project. And it's also something like giving something back to the students that are currently studying. So it's def definitely nice. And I learned a lot about events and stuff. Yeah. 
Adriana, how did you initially discover Start Global? Was it through email communications or another channel? No, this was really, really <laughs> strange. No, I was writing the emails. No, it was <laughs> no, 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 it was my marketing clique. Actually, it was not me, but, but back then we had a marketing and event manager as well. We were actually not thinking that the emails are annoying. We loved them. We, we were so satisfied with them, but, but it was the thing in our first year. We enrolled like plenty of workshops. We, we just wanted to try what works, what doesn't work and these things. And plenty of workshops mean also plenty of emails. When you are trying to do marketing, you are trying to roll out many things. And we just tried it in the first year. And therefore, after also getting feedback from some students, okay, we heard from nobody else at the university, only from Start Local, like each, each week. Then we reduced the amount of emails as well. And we just learned from the feedback. But my first time hearing from Start Local was actually, I was not hearing from Start Local because Start Local even didn't exist since then. I used to work actually as a student. My student job was in the project. It was called Innovations und Gründungsoffensive Niederrhein. It was basically a project for English speaking people, just IGNI. I, I can't tell it in English. It, it didn't have actually a proper Eng English name. And yeah, and also a project which used to support startup and entrepreneurship activities at our university. But back then I was alone in the project and I did all those top workshops, even startup coaching only by myself. The project went to an end. So it was finished, stopped, and uh, there was an opportunity to apply for the funding program. And therefore, we wrote a paper, uh, so like grant application for Start Glocal. Uh, back then, with one another colleague from the university who was later on working in the project as well. And we got the grant, like the competition was really big. Almost all universities of applied sciences from all Germany. And at the end... Also, 142 universities got the grant, but we were one of few universities which got the grant alone. Other universities were applying like as a group of universities, so they have to split the grant. So we have also a privilege of pretty good budget, I would say, and we can make a lot with this. Therefore, we are organizing a plenty of workshops, events. We are doing startup coachings. We have also a good manpower in the project. We used to be at the beginning like eight people in the project, not everybody full-time, but like eight people personal. Now we are like five scientific members or scientific staff members, so to say, and five student assistants. It's also still pretty good manpower. And with this, you can make almost anything happen, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So that's the story, how I got into the contact with Start Global, not only by myself, but it was like a teamwork, I would say, together with the colleagues from Center for Research, Innovation and Transfer. But I was the one who fine-tuned it with one of my colleagues. And then we just send it and was hoping for the best. <laughs> we are also like iterating. So we are reflecting on ourselves. Like each time we have also two strategy meetings each year, discussing in team how to develop further, but start locals. Vision is to establish 
a vital startup community at Rhine Valley University. We have three goals. First goal is to motivate our students and employees for startup and entrepreneurship activities. So we basically want to show them that there is also another option, like next to corporate job or normal job in a company, you can maybe also think about self-employment or starting your own business. So this is our first goal. Our second goal is to support students, employees, and also alumni who already have ideas. So if you have a specific startup idea, business idea, you can come to us to my teammates, and we help you to develop it further. So we support you during the whole process uh, from ideas through prototype until pitch funding programs and going to market. So basically on the whole entrepreneurial journey, so to say. And the third thing is that uh, we try to establish a network which would support our startups at our university with the region. So together, for example, with local companies, uh, for example, with Chamber of Commerce and Industry, regional, how it's called, Wirtschaftsförderung, business support agency, or how to say in English, and like regional stakeholders. And also later on in the time, if there are already some successful startups at the university to make like the transfer both ways, like not only within the regional star stakeholders for our startups, but maybe our startups giving also something to the region. So these are actually the three things. And back then, I have now remembered back in our project application, we actually had a very big vision that Start Glocal wants to become the project for international students or international founders in Germany. So we want to be best practice uh, example with our university and Start Glocal for international student founders, because this is a big USP of our university. Uh, we are one of the most international universities in Germany. So we formulate this as our unique selling point uh, for the proposal. Yeah. Anna, how does the Start Local Initiative line with the focus of your thesis? So the question that Adriana was asking is, why is student participation that low, even though we have so much to offer and we have so much, so many events that we plan and so many nice things that students could be interested in, but somehow the number of participation is not as high as expected or as desired. So I was mainly looking at the marketing part of it, but also the events themselves. How could they maybe reformulate some events or which incentives could start local use to actually make students participate? Because I think on the one hand, many students are not aware of start, what Start Local is doing. It was the same for me because I was just getting their emails. I was never reading their emails. And I was always like, I don't want to be an entrepreneur right now. I'm a student or whatever. So it's not interesting for me. But I think the problem, and this is also something that definitely showed up in my thesis, is that many students get the impression that it's only for students who actually want to become entrepreneurs. But that's not only what Start Local is doing. So it's also just for students who want to inform about like nice startups and impact startups and whatever, or just maybe network with the region. So it's not only for people who want to become entrepreneurs, or you can also add value for your future employer when participating in marketing or in other workshops where you can later on say, hey, yeah, I studied engineering maybe, but I also have some 
tools here and there from marketing or maybe market research. Yeah, so that was definitely a main finding. But also that, for example, some incentives that start local uses, for example, yeah, you can increase your knowledge and you can earn some nice know-how about startups and entrepreneurship is maybe not the incentives that are actually useful for students. I think students always want to know what is the benefit that I can get from taking my free time, investing my free time when coming to one of your events, what can I get? And I think sometimes it's just as easy as providing snacks and drinks. Um, for example, last week we had a coffee and chat event, which was also one of my ideas because I think it's good to to offer something special to the students and there's this nice cafe in Kleve called Coffee Company it's like fancy and I think we all know that students are even though they do not have much money they are willing to pay for something for a good coffee for example and it was a very nice atmosphere so I think more than 60 students showed up to, for this event just to talk to each other just to get to know our team because I think that's also many students think that yeah I have to know so much about entrepreneurship to get a coaching with them because otherwise they might think I'm too stupid or they they don't take me seriously or whatever. But that's just not what it is. So they, they had the opportunity to get to know us, the team, and that it's just, yeah, that it's only also just human and we would like just to share our ideas with them. So I think that those are the events that are very important to have like a low barrier for students to take part. It's actually quite cool because when I was starting my thesis, I didn't know that it would end up like this in the end. But I had a list of recommendations also about the email frequency, for example, or the email design or the channels that they use. But right now I can actually implement them because I'm working a little bit in marketing where I can help here and there, but also event management where I can help with the incentives or in general, the ideas about some events. Yeah, it's really, it's a full circle moment. Yeah, but I have to also say uh, that I approached from the beginning the whole project as a startup itself. Basically, we had some plan what things uh, we should do in the project. We knew, okay, we would like to do this and that uh, workshop and event. We knew, uh, okay, we have startup scouts who are doing startup coachings in faculties and this stuff. But each semester, Like we reflected in a team uh, in the startup world, it's called retrospective event where the whole team was sitting together. Like actually we did it at the beginning on a monthly basis when we ref reflected on all the stuff which we have done. So it was not the bachelor thesis was not the beginning, but it was a part of the process actually, because we had the opportunity to try everything, basically what we want in the area of startups and entrepreneurship at our university. And it's a continuous learning process. So we did also events such as Make an Impact Day, or many of you probably know also Best Idea Cup, which we are doing like since ages, also before Start Local, it was already. And uh, these events were, for example, very successful. Uh, then we have also some workshops. We have like around 70 workshops. I'm doing the startup statistics. So, I, so, so the project statistics. So it was really like very high number of workshops, but we realized, okay, this doesn't make sense to make such big amount on workshops, even if it were online because of Corona, but this is too much for students. So now we are like around six to seven workshops uh, during the semester. 
in winter semester is a bit more because we have their entrepreneurship week. But this is the stuff which you are like doing or learning by doing, so to say. Really like a startup, you are like launching your product, you are iterating a bit, also asking students what they want. And we tried actually to implement, I would say, 99% uh, of the feedback. And we didn't stop to learn or haven't stopped to learn <laughs> yet. So we have still some time to go. The project will be most probably active till March 2024 or maybe till end of the year. And then we have still some time to go and improve ourselves or fine tune what is already good. <laughs> Given the challenges you've observed, what mindset is essential for students looking to innovate or establish their own ventures? Yeah, actually, I would say entrepreneurial mindset. <laughs> I I actually think uh, that innovative mindset and entrepreneurial mindset are very important for all people, not only for people who would like to start up uh, their company. As Anna already said, uh, we have sometimes people who are afraid to come to startup coaching because they think their ideas are not good enough. But if you have only an idea, then just come to us, talk with us, even if you don't have idea, even if you just want to talk, then come to us and we will see what will happen. Sometimes ideas are coming like when talking. But I think the best mindset or very good mindset is if uh, you are somehow creative or try to explore ideas. Uh, if you are like problem solving person, uh, that you uh, try to look around yourself and for example, okay, this is not working. Uh, we have a lot of students who, for example, see uh, many things not working in cliffs. And we have many ideas uh, when somebody is coming to us, okay, this is not working, let's make it better. And there is uh, a startup idea out of it. So also a little bit like, I would say, thinking out of the box. So don't like just think narrow, don't judge yourself. Be creative and also somehow flexible, okay? Uh, the things are not only dark in your life. Be somehow optimistic, trust yourself. Uh, so I think this is the right attitude. And not only for entrepreneurs, but also for all students who would like also to work in corporates on all kinds of companies. It's actually what also Anna said. We are doing workshops, for example, on project management, on agile project management. This is like a skill of the future, or I don't know, creativity methods, innovation. This is not only stuff for entrepreneurs, these are actually future skills, which everybody needs. So even if you are in corporate, uh, for example, I used to work in corporate. I was actually working in insurance sector, back to Slovakia as a product manager. And I was having a project, it was called uh, something not imaginable for insurance company client-friendly policy term and conditions. So you can imagine insurances are each time sending you these piles of documents with very, very small texts, uh, which are called your policy conditions. Nobody is reading them, never. Uh, you are just signing uh, the paper as the client, never reading the conditions. And my, actually my task was to flip these unfriendly <laughs> policy terms and conditions into some nice form, which would the customers read. So actually what I wanted to say, you can be also innovator within a company. So 
even it was not a technology task. It was not re- uh, connected to any technology, but it was innovative. And I did it for Slovakia, Czech Republic, and Hungary. Actually, also tele- uh, policy terms and conditions in English. And then they released it in all other countries. So it was like, you know, you can be also innovator by yourself, even without any ambition. You just need the right mindset and that's it. So you don't even want to establish a startup. Yeah. Beyond a solid idea, what practical elements are crucial for the success and longevity of a startup? There are many challenges actually, but for that you have to be also persistent. If you want to achieve something, then just have it on your mind and do it. With international students, there are many challenges. For example, one very relevant challenge is language. Without German language in Germany, it's really challenging, whatever you are doing. Even finding a job can be challenging. So this is one thing. Then uh, for international funders, uh, visa situation. Uh, you have normally visa only for studies in Germany. As soon as you would like to become self-employed or start your own business, you need a special visa extension. So this can be a pretty long lasting process, so to say. Uh, but we are here, of course, from the start local side uh, to support you in the process. Then I think very important thing, what we shouldn't underestimate uh, is like teammates. It's pretty simple, but also many students are telling, ah, let me do it alone, that everything is mine and I will earn the money and I don't want to share with anybody. But actually, it's not a very right attitude, I would say. Uh, Let's imagine or let's say, say it like this. The university is actually, I think, one time per life opportunity to try something new. It's really good innovation system, so to say. You have here labs, opportunities to prototype, to ideate, to meet new friends, and also maybe potential co-founders of your startup. And what's the best? Our university is really interdisciplinary. So we have here four faculties. We have everything, basically, many disciplines. If it goes about sustainability, life sciences, engineering, we have graphic design, mobility and logistic, communication and environment, all the faculty in Complaint Fort. And this is basically the best combination to grow your own startup. So I would also tell students, okay, network with other students from other faculties, join like also extracurricular, like workshops, events, whatever you can because you will find not only friends, but only also maybe friends for a business. So this is a very big point, actually, like teammates, collaboration, interdisciplinary projects. Uh, we are actually also, we start local, our startup scouts are in each faculty and they are going also to modules and presenting the start blocker project. Also, they are inviting, for example, startups. So if professors or students have interest into getting to know some startup, then just let us know. We can make it happen. We can bring startup like uh, practical experience into your lectures as well. So all these things come together. But the big thing is actually the entrepreneurial or innovative mindset, I would say. 
I think it's also maybe the financial risk that mm -hmm. some students are facing. I think many students, maybe especially international students, they just don't have the financial like security or situation to say, okay, I'm just going all in now because in the end it is a high risk. Uh, you put in a lot of effort, uh, you put in a lot of money and um, if it doesn't work out in the end, which is possible, then you might lose a lot of money. And on the other hand, it's also a time management thing because you have your full-time mm -hmm. studies. Many students have uh, student jobs um, at the same time and then having like the motivation every day to put in additional effort into your own startup. Um, I think that's where also many, yeah, many startups, maybe there is the idea, but then in the end it doesn't It's not enough to actually become a startup because it, yeah, it needs a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah, that's about uh, what I talk about is persistency. Yeah. It's actually the it's not it's not a sprint; it's say. a marathon. Yeah, kind of. yes, actually, yes, it's a it's more kind of marathon, so mm -hmm. to say. But about the financial constraints, for example, for international students, what we are also doing is support when applying for scholarships. So it's actually a very good way of financing. There are there are some startup scholarships around, which we are also helping. And in the last years, uh, since Start Glocka is existing, we had 17 uh, scholarship holders and many of them also international students. So then the deal is somehow better. If you have such scholarship, uh, you can do like your studies uh, somehow part-time to concentrate on your startup and it goes then better because you have some kind of more financial mm -hmm. stability, so to say. But I think also here that some students are not really aware of that mm -hmm. we are offering that to them or mm -hmm. that they have like self-doubts or think my startup idea is not good enough or it's not far enough to receive a scholarship. But that's also here. You just have to talk to us and then Yeah, you can see in the end. Yeah. Yes, we can actually help you to develop your idea further. So we are, uh, for example, uh, using this business model canvas or value proposition canvas, testing cards. Uh, these are actually uh, very popular startup methods uh, to develop your ideas actually further or ideas uh, of students or employees of Rhine Valley University. And uh, so we can basically help you also if your idea is at the very beginning to develop it like further and maybe in a later stage also acquire some funding for the idea. Yeah. Can you describe some challenges Stark Local has faced and the strategies employed to overcome them? I think for me, my perspective is also different than yours. But for me as a student assistant, it's more, definitely more like a gift than it's more than challenges because not everything is like fully planned. But on the other end, I have a lot of, yeah, I can do a lot of things my own way and I can also bring in my ideas. And I think if I was working in a big company, that would definitely be different. Also, I would have had to decide if I go to marketing direction or event management. And in this case, I can just do both and I just can do everything. So if it was interesting to see more into this startup scout direction and yeah, how do you say what Hannes and Claudio are doing, oh. what the prototyping things, I could just do have a look into every yeah layer of what we're doing. But also at the same time, of course, it varies a lot of the success of our events, for example, because we don't have, we have like our student body is smaller than in, in other universities. And then the share of students interested in entrepreneurship is even smaller. And then those actually showing up. Yeah. That's something that's definitely a challenge also mentally because 
sometimes you are like I, I can just say for me but it was a bit disappointing when you put so much effort into it and then not that many students are showing up but Adriana is also always having a look at it somehow differently she's always yeah. like well next time everyone who's coming is good for but us it's but it's like that it's actually yeah. like that because people remember the negative things actually it was not not successful the workshop we had like 18 people that show up and actually everything worked smoothly but we in our minds were prepared like for 40 people and then you set your own limits like we have it on our mind okay we want 40 people to be there and there were only 18 now we are like not satisfied but actually is we had like from then now we had only successful events so everybody uh, everything went smoothly last uh, week really this coffee and chat with over 60 people participating but you remember because of our good brains <laughs> we remember usually more the negative things than the positive i think we have actually done or achieved where imagine the start global project like i'm the one who is doing the project statistics and we have over 3000 300 people at our workshops uh, since 2020, which is like the crazy number for a small university. So we reach almost uh, half people of the university have attended our start global workshops. So this is like perfect. So I think our task is to motivate students. Already half of campus or both campuses heard that we exist. So what could be better? So this is the thing. And about challenges, if I have to talk about a team, actually, I'm the person who don't see challenge as a challenge. I'm really a problem solver. So if there is something what is negative on the table and what is not as we would like to have, we are sitting immediately together I like to discuss it in the team and we are searching for solutions. So why, how we can improve it? What's the feedback? Why it was happening? So let's do it next day in another way. So, and I think we have also pretty good thing culture, <laughs> I would say. So we are really open. We are pretty much good friends, I would say, <laughs> uh, also in a team. And we have actually no problem to communicate with each other. So I would say we don't have any major challenges, despite of some people not showing up at our workshops. But even there, we are asking the people. Also, I ask the, those people who came uh, to the workshop, why you came? <laughs> This is also an interesting mm -hmm. question. Why you came? What do you think? Why others didn't came? And I, I wrote an email to uh, those who didn't show up and you would wonder yeah. <laughs> what everyone was what mostly came. everyone was replying But, right yeah and uh, mostly everybody was sick on that day was so, such high sick uh, sickness rating <laughs> no but they were I, i was really laughing on some some on some replies but this is the job actually we are here to motivate people and yeah if some people are not taking it into account that's their problem they are missing a good opportunity also at the workshops you meet new friends you meet new students And we see it also from the workshop to workshop. Uh, there are people joining one, two, three, four, six times. And then at the end, they are like, after one, two years, they are saying, ah, we knew here also so many people already. Thank you uh, through Start Local. I was getting new friends in the university. I teamed up with somebody and such stories. And that's, I think, really nice to hear then. Yeah. It's also nice for us. Yeah. yeah. Delving into the 
cultural perspective on failure. Do you believe there is a distinct germ apprehension towards it, especially in the entrepreneurial realm? Yeah, the number of partic participants that are international students is like significantly higher than German students. And also in my thesis, it showed that interest um, into entrepreneurship and startups is significantly higher for international students. So yeah, that might be very true. I think they're also, they are willing to take a risk more than German students. But yeah, it could be seen that the participation is much higher and the interest is also higher. I, I think it's maybe like you ask why, it's maybe like cultural aspect of the things because many students are uh, for example telling me if I'm asking why you came here why you are interested in startups entrepreneurship start up your own business yeah because my mother and father do in my home country for example we have many students from Asia uh, there are the prerequisites to start your business are much lower than in Germany so for people basically from Asian countries Latin America or even Africa It's like a very natural thing. Mm -hmm. uh, they saw their father, mother doing, and it was very easy to sell, for example, products in front of their house somewhere or in their hometown. And they don't have this barrier in their heads, like that it should be somehow complicated in Germany. They are coming in a startup coaching session. We had many examples when student came and they were thinking, okay, tomorrow I will open my GmbH <laughs> and I will be successful entrepreneur in Germany. And then we have to reflect and tell, okay, you are in Germany. So it doesn't it work like that. Weeks or here months. Is, uh, yeah. Here is, uh, yeah, first of all, your visa situation, some bureaucracy on top and these things. So starting a business in Germany is definitely not easy, but I have to say, It's, yeah, somehow stable environment because you don't have any ups and downs here in Germany, like you have stable political and economic situation here. Uh, so then once you have started, it's probably much easier to do a business in Germany than in some other country. But the start can be somehow challenging, yeah. But I like that international students don't have these, really these barriers mm -hmm. in their head. They just want to start and because they don't know it otherwise, on the other ways. And I think also some of the international students, they have their own businesses at home already mm -hmm. and they come here and just try to expand on it or mm -hmm. just to try something new because they know, yeah, my other business is running quite well. So they ha kind of have more drive towards entrepreneurship than Germans. If you are afraid of failure, uh, this is somehow your, yeah, it's like block in your head, but maybe you can try to take small steps towards something. It doesn't have to be a startup business in the future, but maybe some nice project. Uh, for students, it's actually really nice that they can spend three to five years at our university, maybe uh, even more <laughs> if they take some more time. And within this time, they have actually a lot of opportunities, as I said already. You can, for example, write some applied research project or some bachelor thesis, master thesis, involve in some group projects or whatever. And during all this time, you can try out whatever you want, each idea which comes to your head. And you can prove If the idea during this time, it's three to five years, it's a plenty of time, you can prove actually if it works somehow. You can iterate, you can make one, first, second, third, 
fifth, tenth prototype, whatever you want. Even if your bachelor or master thesis, uh, you can test it on potential target group or customers uh, and then see what happens. Also, as a student, you have nothing to lose, basically. If it doesn't work, then it's not a failure. It's basically a learning. So mm -hmm. it's just a learning process for you. Nobody, if it doesn't work out, nobody noticed. If it works out, it's a huge success. So... In your CV, it says, okay, I studied at Rhineland University, mechanical engineering, this and that. Nobody has to know that you failed five things during your studies. Nobody knows. But if one thing from that is a success, then you are best practice example for your university. <laughs> so basically, I would really uh, tell, try to implement everything in small steps. You don't have to go all in and put like the whole risk on the idea. This is actually the think uh, which used to be done in the past very often also in project management. <laughs> I used to be a product manager back to Slovakia that people were launching product. I had it back to Slovakia like two years of development, insurance product, then launching the product and nobody was buying it. Why? Because nobody asked the customer. <laughs> and we just believed in ourselves that we are the brains who are developing the best insurance product. And then afterwards, you need to pump money into it and do, I don't know, rabbit coat uh, that people are buying that because nobody asked the customer. And within your studies, you can actually, you have five years to ask the customer. So it's basically easy. You have nothing to lose. Just do it as a side project and involve it to your studies. It even doesn't have to cost you like extra time. You can do applied project on it, master thesis, internship. You can actually do also internship in a startup. We have also students who are working in startups or who wrote their bachelor thesis in a startup. Now on our Instagram channel, we posted a post. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Last week, actually, about a student who wrote her bachelor thesis in a successful startup in Cologne. So such things. Can you share some success stories or noteworthy experiences of individuals who have benefited from the Startup Local program? So we have 3,000 people. I have to say we have seven startups. This doesn't sound as a big number. But first of all, I have to say our target in the project, our goal, we it's not basically our KPI, Key Performance Indicator number one. It's not a number of established startups. It's basically number of people who we made aware of the opportunity of entrepreneurship and startups. So more about our project is more about sensitizing the people for the topic. But anyhow, we had seven startups. These startups have been also partially established by international students. And one of our first startups was actually Startup Art Glove. They were even before Start Glocal, uh, starting their entrepreneurial journey, so to say. And back then, there was Daniela, who was studying in Camblint for usability engineering. And within her study course, she has to develop some product which would help people. 
And she was thinking, oh, why? Why I have to do this? How I can approach this and these things? And at the time, her mother was having a problem with arthritis. And uh, she was thinking, okay, let's solve this for my mother. I uh, want to help her somehow. And I will try to develop a product. And what she did in her course uh, for usability engineering, she developed in a fab lab in Cumberland massaging glove, like self-massaging. You just put the glove on and it's massaging your hand. And then she applied for the Best Idea Cup in the same year. She also won the Best Idea Cup. And back then she was alone in a team. But then she teamed up with another mate, her study mate actually from the course Usability Engineering. And then they won Grunderstipendium NRV, this is startup scholar, a startup scholarship. Uh, so they applied successfully. They developed the idea further. And then both of them decided to write also their applied project, like interdisciplinary project in the faculty about the topic and also their master thesis. And I was there as a second supervisor. It was really an honor for me, like somehow to support the startup project because they are until now. Uh, developing it further. Now they have done six iterations of the prototype because it's like a kind of complicated product because it's some kind of medicine product or medical appliance. And for this, uh, you need in Germany license and everything. So there are many regulations connected within this. But now in the last two years, they joined two successfully, two accelerators programs of the university in Munich. And they are still going further with that idea. And they are shortly before the launch on the market. And the team growed, meanwhile, to, I think, four or five members. And that's how you can develop your idea, actually, which you had only, so to say, in some study module into a startup. Maybe another story is a story also from two students, one student from sustainable agriculture and one student from sustainable development management study course. Actually, I think it was startup week 2020. And one of those uh, students pitched their idea in the frame of the startup week. Like it was a lecture with Professor Merbex, who is each time very well involved in the startup and entrepreneurship topics and supporting us. And she was organizing a lecture within the startup week at our university. And we were there from Start Global team. And one of the students pitched their idea of a vermicomposter for kindergartens. So basically what is a vermicomposter? It's a box where worms are and these are basically producing compost and they had an idea okay let's make this vermicomposter sustainable so make it from uh, wood materials and recycled plastic let's make a transparent front wall that people can see what actually worms are doing inside (laughs) okay so they have this crazy idea and I think Christina from our team was there at this pitch event and she was thinking, oh, this sounds cool. Let's take a look at it and how we can develop it. And then they had, I think, 20, over 20 coaching sessions with us. We helped them to prototype all whole vermicomposter. So we cut it the wood, we disassembled it or assembled it uh, together with them. And then they actually launched the product. 
and they were very successful with it. Already they had a network of kindergartens who was purchasing the product because the kids loved to see the worms. I, I don't want to say playing inside, but like the crawling in, inside the cage, actually, inside the box. And then these two students also developed like a work workshops for kindergarten. So they went to kindergartens and they were explaining, okay, this is a worm named Philip and uh, he is now eating his food. And actually they were explaining whole ecological and biological processes what are happening within this box and how the whole thing functions. And this was like for the kindergarten. This was like, okay, this is cool. Uh, we want our children to see this because it's like learning uh, from the young age. And it was very interesting. They also had a book published, like a workshop book about this. I have it still in my shelf here in office. They also got a scholarship for that. So partially they were funded. And we also planted a tree with them because it was like our initiative from Start Glocal that with each successful project, we planted a tree. Actually, we planted it behind the Faculty of Society and Economics. And yeah, that's their story. Actually, they were selling it and everything. Uh, actually, now they stopped the idea, so to say, because both of them find a job <laughs> in the corporate and they are doing also one of the master studies and they just didn't have time to follow it, but maybe they will follow up somewhere in the future. Yeah. Among the many ideas you have encountered, which one truly resonated with you for sheer innovation? I don't know. It's actually hard to pick one because there were many, many students like joining our startup coachings uh, with, with many ideas. But I personally liked the last Best Idea Cup. It was, there were actually three really interesting ideas also somehow connected to sustainability, which is now a big topic, like impact startups, social startups, sustainable startups. And this is actually what's taken in my mind, like all three pitches. Uh, so all three idea presentations were so good prepared. So the first, like the winner of the best idea cupboard was the idea, your outfit. And the student actually wants to program an app or develop an app which would tell you how sustainable is, for example, your T-shirt or jeans. And uh, this app is telling you, okay, let's buy this or not, according to sustainability criteria. Then the second was kelp, kelp carpet. This was actually a really innovative idea of one of the scientific assistants from our university. He was uh, developing artificial kelp carpet. Uh, which is actually protecting the shores and somehow nivellating sea levels such that the waves are not damaging the uh, shore. Uh, for example, this was actually very innovative. And last one, also Blue Tech Horizon. This is actually a project from our Enactus Club at the university. And uh, he is developing vertical wind turbines for households, for example, which you can put on your house. Uh, so this is also a very innovative idea. So, so within the time, we have many such ideas. Uh, some students are still uh, developing them further, some, some not because like situation are changing. 
this I have to say also like international students, uh, sometimes they are staying in the region. Sometimes after their studies, they are living back to their home countries. So that's what we have to live with somehow. Yeah. There's a notion that every year should produce a successful startup, right? How do you manage such expectations and align them with reality? Maybe I can give you a comparison. So even the university here in Essen doesn't have 10 startups per year. So I think it's only like imagination because we watch a lot of American movies <laughs> and this, we are like uh, brainwashed somehow with the Silicon Valley stories. If you start startup initiatives, you will have like... Uh, 100 startups in a year, everybody's successful and these things. So it's, we have somehow this American idol <laughs> in our heads, so to say, but it doesn't work like this. All innovations take their time. So, so it's not like this is a big actually myth about innovation, that innovation is something what happens like a big crash and that's it. It's a one big moment. Many people think this. It's not like that. It's not one big moment. It's actually a continuous process. You develop something, you ask people how they like it, you got feedback, you implement it, then you ask another time. And all this implementation actually takes a lot of time. If it's an innovative, really scientific-based idea, it takes a lot of time. Also, uh, for example, startup scholarships. We have also startup scholarship for scientific members of universities. And these scholarships are for two, three years because you can't innovate in one month. It's not possible. You need team, you need expertise, you need resources, you need finance, you, you need like all the stuff what we already talked about. Just a bit big misconception. Also, everybody is asking us, like, oh, seven startups. Oh, what is seven startups? Like, I know it's not 100, but also the seven are with international students. And if you imagine international students, some of you already struggle like with studies or it's a big challenge already to adapt to new culture, to new study life. And next to studies to start a startup seven times at our university, this is a big deal. Really, this is a really big deal. So you have to see it from this perspective actually all right to wrap things up what's like a significant hands-on lesson both of you have acquired during your tenure here okay so i just learned that i love my job i i can say it basically like that because what i like is uh, to do different tasks each day so basically the project coordinator job and also start block like in connection with startups and entrepreneurship is basically what makes me fun. So it's basically, I don't see my job as a job. It's basically something what I like to do. A passion because you have each day another task on the table. And also what I like is that, that we have really the freedom to work with students and at the university. So I pretty much love the interaction with people. So to help people to see how to help them like with development of your of their ideas. And if there is success at the end, it's like a very good feeling. And one big learning for me is also from the team coordination perspective, it's very important to communicate like in a transparent way. 
and each time to ask for feedback. Even if you don't uh, think it's important, do it. Like each time ask for feedback, you cannot lose. <laughs> so that's basically, yeah, what I have to say. <laughs> I think for me, it's something similar. It's definitely also the freedom of doing so many different things. That's what I also told you before. Um, and that every day when I come to the office, I don't really know what's coming up to me today because there's always new things opening up and here there's a new workshop where I can also participate and that's something I also really appreciate and I also yeah found that I'm not as big as a control freak as I thought because Ariana is even worse <laughs> much worse no but that definitely in such a small and yeah in such a small project it takes a lot of structure and organization so that everyone is also knows um, what is their area of like responsibility yeah, I think that's very important like that everything is structured and that you also have some proactive spirit because otherwise Adriana cannot micromanagement me she cannot tell me all the time what to do so it's important to also be proactive and just do something even though she doesn't know of it so in the end it's it will be fine yeah actually you can't prepare Like if you start a business you can't prepare for everything each day is different one day you are up Another day you are down and you have to be like also mentally prepared for this. Like not everybody can handle, but for me personally, it's the best way to do things because I enjoy the freedom basically that you can decide by yourself what is important on the day, what is less important. And you can basically steer your future and you have to live with this, but it pays off because you have freedom. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate any feedback and are always open to suggestions for improvement. You can reach us directly at podcast at hsrw.eu. In the show notes, you will find links and more information about today's topics and guests. My name is Stefan Hanf. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Tschüss.